Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Today, I'm going to be talking about the five ways your family is likely going to drive you crazy this holiday season, along with my top five tips for battling back so you can have a joyful, sane, and connecting holiday season. And the best news? I'm not going to tell you you have to be grateful or appreciate anyone, so stay tuned. I'm Dr. Abby Metcalf, and I'm a number one Amazon best-selling author, TEDx speaker and all-around relationship maven with over 30 years of experience helping people create connected and happy relationships. Combining my hands-on experience and all the latest research, I've created actionable tips and tools you can apply quickly and easily to create lasting change in your relationship today. So let's get to it. Welcome back to the podcast. I am, well, you know who I am, Dr. Abby Metcalf, and I'm coming at you this week from Florida uh, here in the United States. I had to travel here for some family stuff, and and I'm doing the broadcast here, so I'm hoping the sound is still wonderful and amazing. Uh, I've kicked my family out of the hotel room for a little while, and I'm coming at you. So I'm really excited because, you know, this is such an important topic for all of us with everything that's about to go on. And uh, I, I just, I think that talking about really the things you should be looking for and how to deal with them, some quick, easy tips for each one is the way to go. So that's what I'm, that's what I'm bringing you today. And before we jump in... I, you know, I've heard from a lot of you, which I love, by the way, getting my emails from as far away as Brisbane, Australia, and uh, Edinburgh, Edinburgh, Scotland, and um, got another one from there, and just everywhere. This, this, uh, another one from Canada this week, 
And I just want to say thank you. I love that. And I often will, you know, people ask for some information about things and I'll send them some. And I realize that a lot of people don't know I have a YouTube channel. I do have a video channel, a YouTube channel, which is fabulous. I'm very proud of it. I put out videos every week. And uh, it's a place where there's tons of information also. So I'd love for you to check me out on YouTube. I'm going to link to it in the show notes, or you can look up Abby Metcalf PhD on YouTube and you'll find me. And please, 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 if you find me there, subscribe. I again, drop videos every week and that way you'll be the first to know. And, uh, you know, it just helps when you have more subscribers than people look and think, oh, that's a place to go. Uh, let me check her out. And that'll just help me spread the word. And you know, I'm trying to spread the word, people. Trying to spread the word. So, and thank you also when you share the podcast with think people you think it might help. It uh, means a lot to me, and it's helping me uh, with my mission to change the world one relationship at a time. So, uh, thank you, thank you. And here we go. So let's get to it. Now, <laughs> so here are some things I think you might hear that'll drive you just crazy insane uh, this holiday season. There's the pushy. When are you two going to give us some grandbabies? There's the political here in the United States. Uh, hey, I still think Trump did a great job. There's the shaming. Are you really going to have a second helping? There's the competitive. Oh, you started working out. That's so cute. Oh, you know, I just finished another triathlon. I just have to work out to feel sane. The dismissive, uh, how's that, how's it going with that job of yours? What is it you do again? Or one of my favorites, the passive aggressive. I wish I didn't care how I looked in my clothes like you. So, or maybe they're driving you crazy because you find yourself repeating or explaining things over and over because they just don't seem to listen to or understand a word you say, or Maybe you're just not feeling the energy to be patient, loving, and kind. And the idea of faking it makes you, you know, throw up in your mouth a little. So especially knowing your uncle is going to be telling those racist, inappropriate jokes at dinner, and you're just not sure how you're going to handle it this year. Yeah. So it's amazing how you can love someone so much, but also feel blinding rage, isn't it? <laughs> it's like, because as you know, the opposite of love isn't hate. It's indifference. So on some crazy level, it's proof of our love for our family members that we have secret thoughts of murdering them in their sleep. That's how I like to think of it. So, and with COVID still happening, this holiday season is going to really be one for the record book. So how do you go for the gold and have that joyous, sane, and connecting holiday season? That's what I'm looking for here. So just listen up. We're going to do it right now. I'm going to cover the five main ways your family is likely driving you crazy and my top tips for dealing with each one. Because depending on how the crazy comes at you, you'll be doing different things. Having said that, kind of all the tips work with all of them, but I've really tried to hone it down for you. So first comes first. First way is really because you become a kid again, you act like one. Now, our family has known us longer, our family of origin, you know, mom, dad, sisters, brothers, siblings, whatever. They've known us longer than anyone. It's where we started. However, they, they've known us longer than anyone, but they don't know us better than anyone, even though they think they do. 
Just because they think so doesn't make it true. So depending on how old you are and how you know long you've lived away from your that family of origin, is how much they don't know you. They again think they do. Oh, I know you. Oh, I remember when you were little. I remember this. It's those are great and those are lovely memories, but it's not necessarily at all who you are today. And you've built a life of your own since you left the house. And I don't even care if you live down the street from your parents or if you live in their basement, <laughs> you're listening to this. It doesn't matter. You have still grown and changed because, and you still have a secret life. As you become an adult, it just becomes different. So, you know, you've got new likes, dislikes, friends, thoughts, all of it. I, as, I was always, as I'm saying this, I'm thinking back to a Thanksgiving I had when I was about, gosh, 25. So this is a couple decades ago, but I really remember this well. And I remember, so I think I was about 25, maybe I was a little older. And my mom had made this, this green bean casserole you know, complete with the cream of mushroom soup and these, the crunchy fake onions from the can on top, really gross. So, and when she tried to heap some on my plate and I refused and and she was upset, she said, this is your favorite. I made this especially for you. You love this. And I said, no, I I don't love that. I, I can't even remember the last time I ate that. I think I was, you know, 15 the last time I ate that. And uh, she said, no, no, you loved it. We, we just, you always have loved it. You know, just last year I had this and you ate it. And of course, I know I wasn't even there the last year at the holiday table. I hadn't even been there. But there's that thing, or if they had had it, I'm sure we had the same conversation the year before about how it wasn't my favorite anymore, even though she thought it was. And so, you know, that's what happens with our family. And I know you're listening right now going, oh my God, Abby, have you been in my house? Have you been at my table? (laughs) Have you heard my dad speaking to me? Because this is... Oh, they talk to us. And and it could be an older sibling. You know, I'm the youngest of my siblings. And so, uh, you know, they might, they have lots of memories of me that obviously I don't have because I was too young. So, you know, it's that same thing sometimes about who they think you are and what you're doing. So what happens is we end up being treated on some level as we were when we were younger. And, you know, much to our own dismay, we end up acting younger. <laughs> we start we start acting like teenagers because we're getting treated like teenagers. And you'll find, you know, you'll find yourself in that, uh, you know, fourth grade type fight with your younger brother or just whining like a teenager to your mom going, how, how, who is this? Am I me? What, what am I doing? Now, if you add to this, you know, <laughs> sleeping in your old bed under your now tattered in sync poster, or if you're my age, it was the, and you're a guy, it was that Farrah Fawcett poster in the, in the red tank suit. Uh, you can see while you're finding yourself yelling at your sister to get out of the bathroom already. You know, you can see while you're taking on these sort of earlier habits. And these were our very first relationships. This is where you learned it all. And it molded you for better, for worse. It's And it's easy, easy, easy to get pulled back into old habits and old patterns. So what do you do? What do you do with, with that feeling? And the thing you got to, got to do is you got to set intention before you go, before you enter any, anything. So before you even talk on the phone about uh, making plans before you actually physically go somewhere, if that's what you're going to do, if before you get on the Zoom call, if that's what you're going to do, however that's going to look, however you're going to interact, I need you to set intention. Now, you know, I talk about this nonstop. The reason 
The reason, my darling, that I tell it to you nonstop is because it works. Every single client I have who does this consistently talks about how their life has changed. I know it has changed my life dramatically, dramatically. And I'm, I'm just telling you what's real. So I want you to set intention, you know, you, and for, and I want you to set it for what you expect to see. You, you got to stay with me here. And I talked a lot last month in my uh, Say Goodbye to Negative Thinking Month about uh, calibration. If you haven't gotten to those, you really, I really want you to go back, especially before being with your family. I, I set that up purposely. I hope you realize how much I love you. That's what I did. I did a whole monthly Saying Goodbye to Negative Thinking before the holidays on purpose. That wasn't by accident that the, I threw out the content that way. It's because I really want you to, and I talked a lot about setting intentions. So I'm not going to spend a ton of time here because I covered it really well last month and I, I, I want to move on, but, and I will link in the show notes to the specific, uh, ways that I went there. But I do want to say this, that, um, you know, your expectations have a very powerful effect. They do, um, for how you're going to experience something. And, you know, it's if you expect a specific outcome, you're like more likely to get that. So uh, it's it's just kind of how it works. And um, you know, there's like there's been like studies where uh, wine drinkers, you know, are asked to rate a glass of wine and uh, for what tastes better, and they will say a glass of wine tastes better when they ex- you know expect it to be a high quality wine. They just, they will, they'll just sort of rate it higher. Um, they, it, it's a, it's a big deal. Our, our expectations have a big, big influence over what the outcome will be. So, you know, there's a, there's something called a confirmation bias. We, um, we always want to confirm our beliefs, uh, whatever we already think is true. We always want to confirm that. So we're always looking to do that. So we sort of prove ourselves right. And if so, if you think you're, you know, going to have a Thanksgiving dinner, it's going there's going to be huge fights all the time. Guess what? There's probably going to be huge fights. So you, you, you know, that's all the unconscious mind and the conscious mind that I talk about a lot. Also, you know, that 50, your conscious brain, again, processes information at a rate of 50 bits per second, while your unconscious in processes information at a rate of 11 million bits per second. So when you're putting out that 11 million bits, people are picking up on it. So even if consciously you're saying like, oh, we're going to get along, it's going to be great, but really you don't think so, <laughs> then then that's what gets picked up on and that's what happens. So I need you to get that stuff in alignment. And so what I need you to do instead, you might not think, you know, again, go to the next best feeling thought. You don't have to go to setting an intention of like, oh, we're all going to get along and be so close and vulnerable and it's going to be beautiful and puppy dog tails and rainbows. Don't go there. If last year, you know, there was practically a fist fight at the table. Instead, you can just go to, you know, this year it's going to be calmer. We're going to have some calm times. We're going to find some ways to come together. It might not be perfect, but it's going to feel good overall. And we're going to take a step towards, you know, being more together as a family, something like that. Be real. Just move it one step closer and set that intention. My intention is to really look for opportunities to feel close to people. My intention is to look for ways to create connection. My intention is to be really mindful and to notice my reactions to people so that I can act, not react, whatever that is. And you do that all you can throughout. And I call this intention chunking where you don't just set intention once in the morning, but you set it throughout the day. So whatever is going on, and you especially need this around the holidays. So if you're spending the day with your family 
or the, the people you consider family, I want you to think about maybe setting a, a alarm or reminder on your phone. And when it goes off, remember to be mindful, you know, bring yourself back to present. So really, uh, really think about all this. It's super duper important. So set that intention for you again, get that calibration up. So you're the dominant vibration in the room. Again, I talked about this a lot last month and, and that's what I want you to do just straight up as much as you can. Okay. Number two, the second reason our families drive us really crazy is that it's easier than ever to get triggered. It, the holidays are, so there's a lot going on. You know, the holidays are time of a lot of change in our routines and this makes it easier than ever to get triggered. So yes, it's easier to ever get triggered because we feel like teenagers again or whatever, like kids again back in our families. But it's also this change. Our, our brains don't like change. They always see it as a threat and they my our brain starts to go on high alert when there's a lot of change and when we get out of our usual sort of way of doing things. So if you do travel somewhere, you know, you're sleeping in a bed that's not yours. You might be on a different time zone. There's just a general disruption of your usual way of doing things. Maybe you have people visiting you. Maybe you are just planning a, a dinner with a few close people. No matter what, you're probably taking time off of work. You're switching things around. The kids are home from school. They're always home, aren't they? But but they're not even having school. And with COVID, they can't go out necessarily in the same ways. I mean, it's really hard. There's so many more pieces to juggle, uh, going on. And, you know, you're again with, there's all the things going on. And then on top with planning holiday dinners and events, and on top of that, you're layering the stress of COVID on top of everything, which has not gone away. So you can, I hope see why you're going to be more stressed than normal. And when we're in a more stressful state, we have less emotional regulation. So you get triggered more easily. That's the deal. You get triggered more easily when you're in uh, uh, this kind of state. So when, <laughs> so when your mom says, you know, uh, do you think it's a good idea to have another glass of wine? Do you, do you usually drink like that in front of the kids? You might not be able to find, you know, that calm, happy place and dismiss it so easily. You then might find yourself. Uh, drinking or eating more because you're stressed and you're trying to deal with it. That's going to make you feel worse about yourself. Then you get more defensive and reactive. It is a, excuse my language, it becomes can become a shit show really easily. So it can be a very nasty cycle. Now, there's a lot, <laughs> there's a lot to be said here, but mostly my big tip here is to be prepared. Be prepared physically and mentally. Mentally, you're prepared, you know, you're setting intention, which is good, but you're also remembering, which I talk about a lot, to keep your standards high and your expectations low. You can't expect people to be robots and act perfectly and all that. You can't control the people around you. I know, I try, you know, I still try. I, I, I preach all this, but I still try to control everybody. But I'm not supposed to. And I need to tell you that you're not supposed to. So you want to, and I do a whole thing on high standards and low expectations. So I'll link to that in the show notes. I, again, don't want to spend a lot of time on things I've already covered, but, uh, you, you know, your standard is that people treat you with respect and your job is to remind people the standard if they don't meet it. 
but your expectation should be low that no one's going to treat you with respect 100% of the time. It's just not going to happen. People are not robots. They're going to do things inadvertently. They're not going to mean it. Sometimes they are going to mean it, but it's going to be there. And so how, you know, your job is to see, are my standards being met most of the time? And if they are, I would tell you to sort of move on. If they're not, that's a time to intervene. Now, being prepared physically means a few things. Uh, have an exit plan, have plans, be uh, clear that. So when you get triggered, when something happens that you're like, ah, I'm really stressed, have it already there. So for example, if you're going to visit someone, like let's say you're going to go have dinner somewhere else, uh, or even on a zoom call or anything else. And you know that these people, you want to be there, you want to be a part, but you know that you maybe, uh, uh, people start drinking a lot as the evening goes on, and that's when things fall apart. So if I were you, I would say to them, hey, I'm going to come. I'm so excited, but we actually have two places we have to be that night, and I need to, I'm going to actually bug out at 9 o'clock. You know, I, I'm I'm going to be, I have to leave by 9. And you can have any excuse for that that you want. I have to leave by 9. And that way, you're just, it's there. It's You set it beforehand. Don't tell people last minute that you have to leave. They feel rejected and abandoned. If you tell them earlier, they still might feel that, but you have more time to massage that. And you have more time to deal with yourself not feeling guilty <laughs> and letting them have their own feelings about it. But most of the time, I have found that when I say something up front and I say it in a really positive way, not an apologetic way, I don't say, oh, I'm really sorry, I got to leave. I feel really bad. You know, I don't do that because then that pulls them into that. I say to them, oh, I'm really excited. I'm doing, you know, I'm having dinner with you guys first tonight. I did have to be two places tonight, but you're number one. I can stay here till nine o'clock. I'm, I'm really going to stretch it out as long as I can. I can, I can stay till nine. And so I'm really excited to be here and I'm going to have a great time till nine and boom. And then at nine o'clock, you're out the door uh, and, or 10 to nine, <laughs> you know, you're getting yourself out. It doesn't mean you have anywhere else to go afterwards, or you can make something up or you can say, uh, I really have had a headache all day. And I don't feel well, but I really want to be there. Well, these days with COVID, I don't know if you can do that, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, you can say I have a toothache. I don't know. I really want to be there. I just know I'm feeling a little punk today or, you know, whatever. Um, there's a million things you can say or do just to make that easier. Uh, yeah, I'm telling you to lie. I don't care. I don't care. You can judge me. Judge. Go ahead. I, I consider this totally appropriate to protect yourself and do what you have to do. So um, I wouldn't make up any outlandish lie, but I would, you know, if you say you just have to go or whatever, you had a little headache, I, I don't, I don't personally find that a big deal. So, but if you do, you're going to have to deal with that however you do. Uh, so having some sort of thing, or if you're with family all week, you know, make sure you plan breaks, taking a walk by yourself, going out into nature. If you like that thing, if you do exercise, make sure you make time to go for a run or go exercise or whatever the things are that you like to do, clear your heads. Uh, you might be a journaler. You might go meditate. You might bring your guitar and go play that somewhere. If that's in, if you're into that for me, I always have, you know, my, my, my besties on, on speed dial, <laughs> or maybe I'm just texting them, uh, and getting in touch with them and saying, hi, just have some go-to things right there so that you don't, you know, you're just part of the plan. And it's again, really nice if you let people know beforehand, uh, oh yeah, today I'm going to help you cook until noon. And then I'm going to go out for a run. Even if you don't run, who cares? They don't know. Uh, and I'm going to go out for a run and then I'll be back at one, you know, and uh, do it that way. However you want to do it, it's the way to go. 
So be prepared mentally for, you know, what you're walking into and be prepared physically with exit plans and ideas for what you can do to make sure you have the breaks you need or to leave when you need to leave. Okay. Number three reason, way reason that your family drives you crazy is you feel judged or criticized. And, you know, it might be one person in the family, it might be a few, it might be, you know, your great aunt Harriet, who you only see once a year, but she really drives you crazy, whatever it is. And I always say when that's happening is this is your time really to look inward because how things are outside is often a reflection of how things are inside. And that is certainly true for true for feeling judged or criticized. We don't feel judged or criticized for things that we don't believe. I'm going to say that again. You don't feel judged or criticized for something you don't already believe. So for example, if you uh if you're if if someone came up to me on the street and said um Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Uh, wow, you are freakishly tall. You are so tall, Abby. Oh my God. It's like weird how freakishly tall you are. <laughs> I don't, uh, you know, I don't like women who are that tall. They can even say it really critically. Oh, I don't like women so tall like you. Um, you know, I'm, I'm tallish for a woman. I'm just under five, nine, but I'm not, you know, freakishly tall. And I don't, I think I would think the other person's crazy, like freakishly tall. I'm not freakishly tall. Um, I, I, you know, it did my, my height doesn't bother me. I actually like my height. Um, I like being the the height I am. Uh, so I, I wouldn't take anything to that. I would just, that would brush right off and I'd be like, yeah, well, I like how tall I am, you know, um, bye. You know, (laughs) I don't know what I would say. I, I wouldn't really react to that. However, if someone told me that, you know, my ass was so big and, uh, oh, are you embarrassed? Like, I don't know if you should wear those clothes or something like that. I could see myself having more of a reaction and I could see myself feeling more self-conscious, uh, or someone commenting on my butt, you know, I could see myself feeling more self-conscious and sort of, you know, owning that a bit more. And if I was, you know, bigger than I am, I'm assuming I would take it even worse. Right. And so, and, you know, thank God I love my body these days. I'm old enough to, to be cool. Uh, and that stuff doesn't really bother me. Uh, but when I was younger, it would have a lot, you know, and when I was heavier, I've been heavier in my life, it would have a lot. So it's things we think are true. If, if it's, if it's something that doesn't hit a part of us, then it doesn't matter. We don't care. And that's what you have to think about when you're hearing something, uh, when your parents, let's say your dad says something to you or your aunt says something to you or, or your whoever, we, you know, if you're taking that in so much, it, it's really 
because of where you are, not where they are. And you can take all the stuff in the world and say that they make you feel that way or whatever. But remember the famous Eleanor Roosevelt line, no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. That is true on this. And I need you to not consent to be judged or criticized. And so uh, we'll talk about boundaries in a few minutes, but you know, whatever you have to do to really understand that they're going to say whatever they say, whoever the people are. And your job is to not allow yourself to go down that road. And I get it. It's easier said than done, but it's something that has to happen. It's something you need to practice anyway, and there's no better time than the holidays. So, um, you know, Louise Hay uh, used to say, um, you know, you've been criticizing yourself for years and it hasn't worked. Try approving of yourself and see what happens. And I've always loved that because without a doubt, some of the meanest, harshest comments come from our own minds. And then, you know, when something happens, someone says something from the outside that that hits that even a little, boy, we just were there. So I really want you to to take a step back and really think about that. And I'll tell you that the uh best way, my top tip for dealing with this, and it's also my little gift to you this week, are to practice grounding exercises. Grounding exercises are amazing. And you would do this before you meet with family or before you get on the Zoom call or before you would do it then. But if you have to, you can do it right in the moment. And grounding exercises are ways that we can, uh, our, our brains basically, when we're feeling judged or criticized or getting hijacked and that amygdala, that fear part of our brain gets lit up. And it's very hard to think rationally and to think, oh, I'm a good person. You know, they don't, shouldn't say this to me. It's hard to go there and because uh, that, that part of the brain, the prefrontal cortex where all that lives, can't light up when our amygdala is lit up. So all you're in is that kind of fear state and feeling resentful and angry and upset and, you know, and maybe lashing back at whoever said something. And again, that's not going to make a nice holiday dinner. But when we do grounding exercises and, um, there's a, again, you can come to abbymedkeff.com forward slash podcast forward slash, this is episode 116. So forward slash 116, uh, you will see right there, uh, a little thing you can download with a, my t- I think there's five grounding exercises I have. And these are, um, these are studied and have been around a long time. These are not things I made up. These are from the actual research for what helps. And what it does, uh, is it brings you back to the here and now into the moment and helps you to get out of that reactive mindset. It helps you get out of. And so obviously for any of the problems I'm giving you today, you should be, even if this isn't one of yours, you should be downloading the grounding techniques <laughs> for sure. These grounding exercises for sure. They will go a long way in helping you. And it's really simple. They're simple to do. I'm not going to, again, give you all the examples now because you can just go download it. Uh, yes, you have to put in your email and yes, that means you'll be on my mailing list. And yes, you can unsubscribe the very first time I mail you something. Although again, uh, uh, my weekly newsletter is kind of fun. I, I, you know, my weekly newsletter, I just try to give a inspiration for the week. Um, you know, things you can think about things from my own life often that have made me think or things I'm practicing that I want to share with you. And so, uh, you know, I hope you join the, I think it's a nice way to have another touch point during the week to get in touch with yourself and to get centered around the things that matter to you. So if you like the podcast, my guess is you'll love the newsletter. So, but you know, up to you either way, you're going to get on the list, you know, get yourself off if you don't want to be there.
<laughs> uh, but the grounding exercises are great. And you would use these. And what it does is it, and they take just seconds, seconds, and it helps shift your brain into that more rational, calm mode out of that reactive, um, reactive mode, that, that reactive, reactive mode. Eh, eh, hang with me. Okay. So there you go. So that's, uh, tips three. All right. Tip four, <laughs> or shouldn't say tip four. Uh, reason number four, they're driving you crazy is because they don't listen to you. <laughs> this is when you're repeating yourself. You're saying the same thing over and over and you're getting nowhere and you feel like, is anyone, is my mic on? <laughs> it's my mic on. Is this on? No, you feel like you've told your mom that same thing over and over. You've explained, you've justified, you've got into it so many friggin' times and you're just sick of hearing your own voice about it. And it's so frustrating and so disappointing. And it'll often make you feel really angry or just sad or numb or want to check out and not have anything to do with these people anymore. Food can't hear what you are saying. Um, it's, it's hard, you know, again, family, family's tough this way. So, when if you feel just not heard at all, wh what I want you to do is this, you know, just I, here's what I want you to stick to. And it's something called the uh, I feel formula. And it goes like this, I guess I could link to this too. Should I be fabulous and give you two gifts? Is that what you want? Is that what you want? All right, I'll link to this also in the uh, show notes. Uh, I have this written up, but but I'm actually going to tell it to you right now. So you don't have to, it's pretty simple. So you don't have to go like look it up. Uh, the grounding exercises are a little more so that you need to go download. But the I feel formula is what I want you to stick to for all this. And it goes like this. It's really simple. I've talked about it before on previous podcasts because it works so well. It works so well. It's I feel when you and I need, okay? That's it. And you fill in the blank. So if your dad says, <laughs> uh, uh, what is that you do again? Uh, how's, your, how's your job going? I forget what you do. Tell me what you do again. You know, and you've had the same job for four years now, and you've been doing the same thing for four years, and they still pretend like they don't understand what you do, even though you've explained it 40 times. Think so. Let's think for. I'm going to go there. I'm just going to pretend this this happened to me. Uh, I would say, Dad, I feel frustrated and sad when you say you don't know what I do for a living, and I need you to stop asking. Now your dad might say, well, "Why are you getting so defensive? I'm just asking. I'm showing interest in what you do." Your job is to stay with the formula. You use this like a mantra. Don't get pulled in. Don't get pulled off. Just come back and say, well, I feel sad. It hurts my feelings. When you say you don't know what I do, I, I feel dismissed. Or you could say that. I feel dismissed and like I don't matter. I don't like the like, though. It should be only a feeling. I feel dismissed and unseen and small when you ask repeatedly or ask every time I see you about what I do to explain what I do. And I need for us to have a different conversation, different way that we have this conversation. Okay. So you getting where I'm going here? So it's, I feel with a feeling. So it can't be, I feel that you should, or I feel like you are, or I feel, no, 
It's it. That's all intellectual stuff. That's not feelings. I feel mad, glad, angry, sad, overwhelmed, anxious, uh, depressed, resentful, uh, pissed off, whatever. I feel, and you can have more than one feeling, when you, and then keep that as short as possible. Do not, when every single year, every single year you say the same thing, and, I've, and every year you ask me all these questions about work, and you never, never listen. You Don't do that. You're losing your audience. You're losing what you're saying. You're losing the power. And then, now I will tell you this, I don't always know how I feel, or what I need, I mean. I don't always know what I need. Uh, and so sometimes you can just leave that off. If you need to, just leave that off. But if you know what you need, like I need us to connect differently around this. I need us to have a different conversation. If you know what you need, say it. And what happens in this, what you'll see is that it's, it's, it's constructed this way very purposefully. It starts with I. It starts with, you know, you talking about you, not blaming the other person, not criticizing them, not anything, just talking about yourself and how you feel. And what happens is your dad is not doesn't consciously think he's trying to hurt you. He really doesn't. He might be subconsciously, you know, passive aggressive or something else, but that's not consciously. He's not staying up at night going, oh, I'm going to piss off, you know, Debbie. Oh, I can't wait to get her. You know, he's not doing that. So what's happening is when they hear that they've hurt you, they get upset. And so what does happen is those kind of responses, like a defensive response sometimes, like, well, I didn't mean her. You're taking it too seriously or whatever. You just stick with it. You, that's why you have to stick with it. Don't defend yourself. Don't get, don't get yourself into a fear frame about it. Go back to the I feel. I'm just telling you that I feel uh, resentful and sad. And by the way, the more you do the I feel statement, the more you will generally realize that your feelings truly are the hurt ones. I feel vulnerable. I feel sad. Um, I feel anxious. I feel, you know, the anger and the resentment and the rage and those things are usually the, the first time around. You'll say, I feel so angry when you blah, blah, blah. But if you keep having to repeat it, you'll be surprised. You start to soften and you start to get to what's real. And that is what people react the most to. People don't, you know, the anger they almost want because it gives them an excuse like you're overreacting or something. But when you just say that you feel sort of numb, you know, and feel just empty about what they said or sad, it's harder for them to, um, to dismiss that. So that's often when someone will lean in and say, say something different to you. And again, it might take a few rounds, but if you just stick with that as like a mantra, I'm just telling you, I feel, I'm just saying, I feel, if you just stick with that, you will absolutely get different responses from the conversation. And for sure, your dad won't keep asking you that question. I'll tell you that right now. That's going to stop at least. So there you go. So use the I feel formula when you feel like someone is just not listening and you're repeating the same thing or you're justifying, explaining over and over and you just feel like you want to scream and pull your hair out, uh, that, that stick to the I feel and you will be a winner. Okay. So that was number four. Last but not least, number five, and that uh, our family drives us crazy because they ask for too much or they guilt us. Okay. So this happens a lot, right? Your, uh, family member, you know, <laughs> uh, I know when I used to, I would call my mom and she would often say, Oh, Oh, hi. Oh, I'm so glad you called. It's so good to hear your voice. Oh, hi. And there's a way that I would feel guilty. And I was thinking to myself now towards the end of my mom's life, you know, she, um, <laughs> she used to forget that I called. 
so that was happening. So to her, I hadn't called in a while, but even before that, and it felt, it felt like a jab, you know, like I hadn't called cause I wasn't calling every day, maybe that somehow I was being a bad daughter and, or maybe they're asking for all kinds of things like, yeah, can you do this? Can you cook this? Can you pick up so-and-so from the airport? Can you do that? And because our family members often have different ways of doing things. I actually just ran into this with one of my brothers who I, you know, love dearly, but he lives a very different lifestyle than I do. Um, um, they, his family, they are moving and shaking all the time. They will do 15 things at once. They are very used to being in a very kind of what I would consider a more sort of jet set kind of life where there's just tons of things going on. They'll, f- they'll push, they'll squeeze in 50 activities. And I just don't roll that way. It's, it's not how I like to live my life. And he's not living his life wrong. God bless him. It works for him. It works for his family. That's great. It doesn't work for me and mine. But what happens is when we um, are in situations together, he will ask, for me, he asks too much of me. And he'll ask, you know, over and over for things. And I'm just like, Oh, my God, sometimes I feel a little beat up. And he's not he loves me. My brother, my brother, Robert, shout out to my brother, Robert. He loves me. I know he loves me. And I love him so much. I love him to pieces. And he doesn't mean to do that. He's not trying to bug me at all. And, but that's what happens. And so I, but that's on me to draw the boundary with him, which I do, you know, I really do. I just say, Hey, you know, I can't do that. I find myself getting defensive. Sometimes I find myself explaining. And then I really do try to stop myself and just, cause I get, I'm angry at him. Right. I don't want him to ask. I don't want to have to defend myself, so to speak or whatever. But then I realize it, I don't have to. <laughs> he can ask all he wants. I can do whatever I want with that. I can defend or not defend. I can, you know, I don't need to. And he's cool. He's fine. I say the boundary and they deal. Maybe sometimes he's a little angry about it, but he doesn't or annoyed himself because he doesn't understand me and why I won't do more or something. But that's okay. That's what makes the world go around. My, my job is just to love him. And, and that's it. And I find the more I love him, the more he loves me back. And so it's really okay. But there's a way that our family can just seem to ask, you know, for too many things, more than we can give or feel like we can give in a moment. And it feels like we're getting all the guilt. And so what you got to do is kind of what I just said, actually, my top tip is boundaries, 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 boundaries. I did a podcast on this, which I'll link to in the show notes. I did a whole thing on how to boundaries, you know, how to make them and how to hold them (laughs) kind of thing. And, but you got to decide what you will and won't do. And you got to end it there. And I generally tell people to plan that ahead of time to really think it through. That's kind of goes back to an earlier tip I gave you about having an exit plan and that kind of thing. But you, your job is to keep your boundaries. It is not other people's job. And I've said before, you know, our, our job is to love other people, not to make them comfortable. It, it's not our job to like make it easier for them or, you know, pave the way or think of every, you know, our job is just to be loving, to be in a loving state. And as long as we're in a loving state, all will be well because, and that means loving to ourselves. That means, you know, which means drawing boundaries and saying what we can and cannot do and being really clear and having a lot of clarity. And that's an amazing, amazing thing. So you really want to to decide that. And that really means letting go of them needing to be a certain way, right? Can't control them. Can't control them. (laughs) You got to let go. And you can't be attached to their outcome, only your own outcome. 
what do you want? How do you want to feel? What's your end game? What is that? That's what I need you to know and feel and get attached to. And so again, like the planning, know your responses ahead of time so you can act, not react when someone tries to trample your boundaries because it's going to happen. People are going to do it. Stop, uh, you know, don't think of necessarily giving them consequences. Think of giving them uh, responses like they want this, you want this. Get yourself out of the power struggle. You don't want to be in any kind of power struggle with them. And really, again, be consistent no matter what. Don't create a response to someone you're not gonna that you're not gonna keep. Like in other words, don't create something like I'm not gonna talk to you again if you can't you know be nicer to me because you're gonna talk to them again probably. So don't threaten, don't get into that or giving some sort of you know thing. Don't don't go there. Really focus on your own behavior. What are you doing? What did you say? And how are you following up on that? Uh, let your actions speak for themselves. So don't talk a lot about a boundary have an action that's a boundary. Just keep that just like I did. Well, oh, that's not going to work for me or, oh, I can't really do it this way. Uh, having that over and over. And of course, self-awareness is a real key in this. You have to notice when you're having these uh, reactions to people. You And again, I've done a lot on self-awareness, uh, tons of work you can find here for free on the podcast. So you really want to um, be, be clear though, right? And about anybody about your own motivations and about what people say and do with you. Uh, and lastly, you know, with this, don't justify or feel a need to explain your boundaries. You never, ever, ever want to go there. That is just going to be a disaster. So there's no argument or dialogue when it comes to your boundaries. There's not. It's just what you need, pure and simple. And you can go back to the I feel statement, by the way, if someone starts to trample them or if they start to badger you about them. And you can say, I feel sad and anxious, angry when you argue with me about my boundary and I need you to respect my boundary or, and I need you, I need this conversation to end, you know, just right there. You can come back to the, I feel your job is to hold other people accountable it's not their job, you know, your job is. And if they cross the boundary, there needs to be a response from you. Again, not our consequence. We're not punishing anyone. Some response. It's not out of fear. It's out of love. Something, it's love from yourself. So have a response from that place. And never, ever, ever apologize for having a boundary no matter what. Okay, there you have it. Those are my top five ways your family is likely driving you crazy this holiday. And uh, my top five tips for how to deal with that. Again, there's lots of information um, in other podcasts and in other in blog posts if you'd rather read them there. I would love, love, love to hear any questions you have that I haven't answered. You can email me at abby at abbymedcalf.com. I do respond. Just so you know, people out there listening know I respond. Sometimes it takes me a few days, but I always respond <laughs> um, to every everyone that comes in. I'm sure one day maybe I won't be able to, but I spend a lot of time each week responding because I think it's really important because I you're, we're in a relationship, you and I, and I want to uh, I want to be in that relationship. So that's it. I will come at you next week with even more of how to deal with the holidays this year on all kinds of different levels. And uh, thank you, thank you for hanging out with me. It's just, it means a lot. It really, really does. So I'm signing off from rainy Florida, <laughs> and I will talk to you guys next week. 
Thank you for listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast with wonderful me, Dr. Abby Metcalf. I've got two quick things to say. Just give me one more minute. First, I love spending this time with you and I work hard to make sure every single episode is going to help you move from any feelings of frustration or resentment or anxiety to that connected, hopeful, confident. That's always my goal. So if you have any ideas for a future episode or just want to say hi, let me know what the podcast is doing for you. Anything, you can email me at abby at abbymedcalf.com. How simple is that? And the second thing I want to say is if you like the podcast, you're going to go crazy, crazy for my book. My book is really good. I'm really proud of it. You can find it on Amazon or on my website under the shop section on my website at abbymetcalf.com. It's called Be Happily Married, Even If Your Partner Won't Do a Thing. And even if your partner will do a thing, the book will still really help you. So that's it. Thanks again for listening. Talk to you soon. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.